Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host with the Moses, Mr. Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business. And you are listening to the Sports Business Podcast, available on all platforms. So if you get it on Google, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, um, Stitcher, Anchor, wherever you get your podcasts, this podcast is available on all platforms. So shout out to Anchor for hosting me as usual or keeping my platform going. And yeah, we got a we got a crazy show going on so far. So, you know, last you know, yesterday was the Grammys, and I mean, I probably haven't watched an award show whew, probably in like a good solid five or six years. So I got to thinking, I was just like, does anybody even really watch award shows anymore? Um, so, but I did read that um, yesterday's Grammys was the most awards won by by women. So shout out to all the queens out there that 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 won awards. Um, there was also some controversial snubs and whatnot that I could have gone over, but that's neither here or there. And this isn't really a music, uh, platform, um, award show aficionado type of podcast. So we just gonna keep pushing. So, you know, if y'all watch award shows, cool. If you don't cool. Um, and there's that. So, you know, we're going to dive into it right now, um, with our, with our podcast. And, you know, everybody knows that I am a diehard Golden State Warrior fan like that's not nothing that has changed even though they're having a rocky year um last year was even worse than this year and now that you know they have Steph Curry and Draymond Green um James Wiseman and whatnot um I think that the next six games that they're playing and right now they're currently playing the Los Angeles Lakers as I'm recording this podcast and they're down by about four points halfway through the second quarter so but yesterday on Sunday they had a great win I guess the NBA league leading best record of the Utah Jazz. I believe they beat them 131 to 119, despite Rudy Gobert dropping 25, 23 points and 27 rebounds. Um, you know, and, and I said that these next six games are going to be very, very critical. And they've already started off one and one with the, bat, the thrashing that they took last Thursday against the Clippers, where they lost by like 30 some odd points. It's a great bounce back win against the Jazz. And, you know, people are still, the jury's still out about the Jazz. You know, if this is a championship contending team or not. Um, I personally don't think they are. Um, I think the Suns are a better team than them. I think the Clippers are a better team than them. I think the Lakers, when they're fully healthy, are a better team than them. Um, I might even throw the Nuggets in there that are a better team than them. Um, and if the Blazers just decide to play defense, I think they're a better team than them. Um, the Warriors have had some really, really bad losses this season, but they've also had some really good wins this season. And this just happened to come off of their season high four game losing streak and to beat the MB- the team with the best record right now um, going into the second half of the season. It's not really nothing to blink at, but, you know, with them having the seventh ranked best defense in the league, it's definitely something for them to kind of hunker down and try to figure out what the, before the March 26th trade deadline. Do they want to make a move? Do they want to? stay pat with what they got but if this is something that they want to do they definitely need Steph Curry needs help and you know with Draymond Green having a triple double yesterday with 11 points 12 boards and 12 dimes you know that's what he needs Andrew Wiggins given the 28 points yesterday which Andrew Wiggins so far has been Mr. Inconsistent um so you know it's just interesting to see how they're gonna um how they're gonna try to play out the season and go from there um, is this is championship contending team? Absolutely not. It, it's not a championship contending team. Um, this is a team that probably will win a couple of games in the first round. That's about it. 
and you know they'll they'll try to reload next year when Clay Thompson gets back. So we'll see. But um, I think you know two two sides of the story goes. Is the Warriors, you know, they they were able to beat a Utah Jazz team where a lot of people aren't really sold on them. They don't know if this is a team that they can say that, hey, just because they have the best record in the league, that they're the best team in the league and that they have championship aspirations. Um, some people think this, seem to think that it is so. I tend to think that I don't think so. Um, and I brought somebody on a couple of weeks ago and brought up the comparison to the 2015 Atlanta Hawks, who had a, a great season, and I think they got bounced out in the second round. They'll be a feel-good season. They'll be a feel-good year for them, but I don't think they have championship contending. Um, they're any type of contenders. Um, but that's neither here or there. But you know, the Warriors, that's a good win for them. I think these next six games, they'll 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 be a that'll it'll be their make it or break it. Um, you know, they they started out with the Clippers, they played the Jazz last night or yesterday, they play in the Lakers currently right now. Um, they play the Rockets on Wednesday, they play Memphis, Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies twice, um, Friday and Saturday on a back to back. So, you know, I'd say if they go four and two, three and three then I would say the season is a success. But right now, you know, with them being down 10 points with 740 left against the Lakers, I don't know. But especially without an Anthony Davis team, I, I, I don't, we'll see. Um, we'll see what they need to do. So, you know, we'll see what the Warriors do. Um, either way you look at it, the Warriors definitely have a few, a great future to build on with Clay Thompson coming back. James Wiseman will have another year. They have that pick from Minnesota that looks like it's going to be coming back to them anyways this year. So they got a couple of things that they can work with. So we'll see what ends up happening. Man, you know, switching into gears, we got a, um, I guess it's a, it's a sport that I cover, but it's not a sport that I really cover. Um, and that's college basketball. Um, apparently there is the NCAA tournament after a one year hiatus due to COVID-19 restrictions last year. They, they're starting out and they've already, the selection has committee has completed their 6018, uh, selection yesterday. So you have Gonzaga, who's been undefeated. You have Baylor who, um, had a whole bunch of COVID issues um, and missed a whole bunch of games this season. They're they're, they're in the number two. They're the num- overall number two uh, seeded or ranked team. Um, then you also have an Alabama team that people are talking about. You have a um, the Big Ten probably has the deepest, um, the best conference this season. So you had uh, you have Michigan, Ohio State. Um, you had a whole, you got a whole bunch of teams there. Iowa's in there too as well. So it's 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 going to be an interesting. Um, tournament. I, for one, can't even name you three college basketball players. I know Zion Pullen um, out of UC Riverside. Um, I know him, so shout out to Zion. But outside of that, I don't know really any college basketball players. And I know that Gonzaga this year is undefeated. And, you know, they're talking about could this be the first team since 1976, I believe, which was a Bob Knight-led Indiana team, which ironically is the first, it's the first time since um, this, this, this that same year was the first time that Duke as well as Kentucky were not in the NCAA tournament. So there's that. Um, but, you know, can Gonzaga actually run the table and make it and have an undefeated season? My answer is no. Um, I think Gonzaga, they play in the WAC, I believe is the conference that they're playing. Um, I know they play, the, you know, St. Mary's. Um, there's a couple of teams there that may give them a run for the money in that conference, but I don't think they're better than any of the top-seeded Big Ten teams. I think Alabama could give them a run for money. 
Um, it's just, a t- it's, you know, I always think of Gonzaga is a little engine that could, and they can always figure it out, but I don't think it's a team that we should take seriously going all the way into the final four, probably got them going, getting bounced out anywhere between the sweet 16 and elite eight, but them going to the final four and actually running the table, that's a hard no. Um, you're telling me that I'm going to take a Gonzaga team over the field that comes out of the whack. Nah, I'll, I'll take the field. Um, I think Alabama has a chance to make it into the Final Four. I think Michigan or Ohio State has a chance. Um, you have a you have a great Florida State team as well that can make things happen. So, you know, um, and you know, also this, this is just an interesting. This you know, I don't think college basketball this year has any team, any players for anybody to watch, look for. Uh, maybe next week or later on this week, if I do another show, maybe I can have somebody come on and we could talk about who to look out for. But outside of that. College basketball doesn't have a, a marquee player that they, they can be able to market. And it's kind of the reason why they're kind of hurting for Duke not being there as well as Kentucky and as well as Louisville not being there. Um, you just don't have those those big time schools that are there, which kind of makes the casual fan. Do they want to tune in or not? And I don't I don't know what's going to do, but we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening and we'll we'll we'll, we'll go. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll watch it. Um, I know a lot of people are trying to fill out their brackets right now as we speak. There's people that are probably picking colors, um, people that are picking mascots, people that are just picking, you know, just just on the flyer in the office pools, the virtual office pools right now. So um, I'll probably fill mine out and probably share it on social media at Sports Business at, on the Twitterverse and kind of see, you know, if you all want to match up with me and we'll go from there. But, um, yeah, I, I'm not very, very much so vested in the um, NCAA tournament this year. Um, just based off of the fact that um, college basketball really didn't make a lot of noise during the regular season. Um, I knew that the Big Ten had the, the deepest conference and SEC had a couple of um, good teams. But outside of that, I, I just didn't see anything really worth, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see this week. But uh, yeah, so, you know, we chopped it up about basketball. So let's go ahead and move it on over to uh, football. So. Yesterday on Sunday, the great Drew Brees, NBA, NFL, excuse me, the NFL all-time passing leader, um, decided to finally hang it up after a 20-year career. Um, in 15 years with the New Orleans Saints, he was able to bring him a championship, um, a Super Bowl, right after you know, a couple years right after Hurricane Katrina hit. Um, and you know, they, the, the door right after that, they opened up a huge contract to Taysom Hill, um, and it looks like Taysom Hill is going to be the guy. However, they just signed Jameis Winston to a one-year, $10 million deal as well. So we, we don't know um, what the starting quarterback situation is going to be looking like in, in, in NOLA. But um, Drew Brees is a great, is a first ballot Hall of Fame type of quarterback that will be getting his call to Canton. Um, and, you know, he had a key. His last couple of years were probably maybe the reason why the Saints probably didn't make it farther in the NFL playoff picture than one would have hoped so. But... Um, you can't you can't say that when you had a 42 year old Tom Brady just beat you know beat them in their own game and you know won a Super Bowl so it's neither here or there. I thought um, you know with Mike Thomas kind of being injured a little a lot this season it, it didn't help it didn't do him any favors. Um, he had a fra- you know some fractured ribs this season that didn't do him any favors. So um, you know when I look back at Drew Brees' career you know he was definitely passionate he definitely was a motivator definitely was a good leader and he was able to you know make things happen. Um, he brought a lot. He, he kind of revolutionized the passing game is what we know right now with just being able to spread it out, um, working on screen screens and whatnot as well. So, 
Drew Brees, you know, he's got a job, I believe, with one of the network companies as one of the or one of the networks as being a, um, a color analyst uh, this next coming season. So, you know, he's already got a job and it looks like he's he's good to go. And he has a Hall of Fame first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, you know, uh, it, it, I think he he could have got maybe one one or two more rings. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot more people would have wished that they saw that with Drew Brees. But, you know, he's got one. And, you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks that can't say that they got one. You know, Dan Marino didn't have one. Um, you know, Warren Moon didn't have one. So, you know, as far as being the all-time passing leader and being able to get that at least one, the minimum of one championship ring, I think he was able to check that box and he's good to go with that. So um, it's it's going to be an interesting year, you know, to kind of see, you know, one of the, 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 the usual elite quarterbacks, as we like to say, the Drew Breeses, the, the Aaron Rodgers, the Tom Brady's, the Russell Wilson's with, um, you know, when one of them finally being gone, you know, finally hanging it up. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, what Tom Brady plans on doing. He just signed a, another contract extension for him to play for a couple more years, I believe, until 2022. Um, and looks like Tampa Bay is reloading and bringing everybody back to try to run it back again as well. So, um, you know, they, they, they look good. Rob Gankowski just signed a one year deal. So. Looks like the free agency period of the NFL has just begun. And, you know, the Patriots, are they, they spent a lot of money already, um, you know, with signing Nelson Aguilar, um, getting a couple of DBs uh, from Philly. Jalen Mills, I believe, just signed with them as well. So, you know, and my beloved Las Vegas Raiders, they just signed a, um, a pass rusher from Baltimore, So, you know, which was much needed. Um, it was very, very much needed with Max Crosby doing what he could do. But I think he only had five sacks. Cleveland Farrell has not panned out to be what he was. So. Um, you know, and the Raiders have, I think they're one of the top 10 as far as cap room goes, but very, very sad to see Nelson Aguilar leave and go to New England on that two-year deal because he was actually the the best wide receiver the Raiders had outside, outside of Darren Waller, who's a tight end. So I don't know what they plan on doing with the draft that they plan on going with another receiver, wide receiver. Um, I know they just got uh, Henry Ruggs III last year, but uh, he didn't have the most productive season i think he had one or two touchdowns and i think he had about 400 some odd yards catching the ball so he didn't have a productive season so um i don't know if he's a bona fide number one receiver uh they let go of tyrell williams for injury reasons which was justifiable um i get it um he's not there no more um you also have um hunter renfro he was a slot receiver he played really well um, towards the end of the season. But as far as what Derek Carr wants to do is trying to be able to get to the next level, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. But he definitely needs a bona fide number one receiver. Henry Ruggs III is not a number one receiver. He's probably a good number two. Um, he's probably going to be able to, some, if he can stay on the field and get healthy and be able to produce, he can be another Tyreek-like, Tyreek Hill-esque type of player. Um, I don't know if he'll be up there, but he definitely needs to be able to catch the ball. He definitely needs to be able to run routes a little bit better. Um, and Derek Carr's also got to be able to get the ball to him. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of a lot of teams out here spending that YOLA. They they spending that money already. So you guys see the Dolphins are out here making moves. I see, I see um, uh, new, uh, the Saints are already making moves at quarterback. They're already very very committed to seeing what their future holds, and they, they look like they're in the win now stage, even with their salary cap restrictions. So, um, it, it, it's gonna be. One of those free agencies, even with the cap dropping by 8%, I think this is somewhat of a, uh, on the finance side, somewhat of a budget crunch. But I think this is just one of those years where they're going to try to rob Peter to pay Paul 
because I believe next year is when the new TV deal money comes in between the new, the networks, Fox, uh, Fox, NBC, and CBS. Those deals will be coming in, generating a whole lot more money. So yes, there was an eight percent salary cap hit just because of ticket prices or ticket gate sales not being able, to fans not being able to attend all thirty-two teams. I think they'll be able to recoup that money and some next year when they get their new TV deal money. So be on the lookouts for the salary caps to hit. And I'm seeing, I, I would be surprised to see, you know, teams spending money like it's almost like NBA free agent money next season. It's going to be. Um, some some president for sure next next year's free agent class so anybody that's able to opt out of their contract deals and whatnot um after this upcoming season i think they're going to be in good shape so um yeah be on the lookout for that um be on the lookout for this free free agency class too because i think with people you're going to see a lot more one-year deals one year maybe two years with the option of one years because they're going to be able to know that they got that tv deal money coming up next season so you know, be on the lookout for a lot of one, one to two year deals. I, I can, I can see that happening. So, um, yeah. So, you know, we got, we got to talk a little NFL free agency. You know, we got, we got basketball in the midest mid, mid swing with NBA All Star being being done. Um, you got, you got March Madness coming up. So it's, it's a, it's, it's a busy time for sports right now. You got the draft coming up in a few weeks as well for the NFL. So, baseball season's about to start ramping up. And, you know, I, I think it's a great, great time of the year for sure. It's 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 probably the most exciting time of the of the year for all my boxing fans. You have the Anthony, uh, Anthony Joshua uh, Tyson Fury fight has now been official. We'll dive into that once when they come up with a hard date. But that's good for all my boxing fans out there. Um, you know, the Oakland A's, they, they've said that they'll be having fans uh, at the stadium for opening day. I'm, I'm pretty sure the San Francisco Giants are going to be doing that with the new restrictions out there, um, with some of the COVID restrictions being lifted, I should say. Looks like April 1st is when some sporting events can start bringing, you know, a couple of, you know, um, probably 10% capacity, I think is what I read. But, you know, a little bit of capacity is better than no capacity for these athletes. And, you know, the athlete likes to be able to perform and, and put on a show for their fans. So just being able to bring a couple of thousand of people there I'm pretty sure it's going to be a nice little boost, a morale booster for for a lot of these um, California-based teams as well as everybody else in the nation that's been facing this. So, you know, fans are ready to come back, and I'm pretty sure the teams are ready to bring them back too. So, you know, I'm excited to possibly try to finally attend some games and whatnot and, you know, have, have fun. So, uh, with that being said, um, I think it's time for to do the, the Just Do of the Sports Business Podcast, uh, Big Dummy of the Day. And I'm pretty sure everyone heard about this story already. And the big dummy of the day for the Sports Business Podcast has to go to a gentleman by the name of Matt Rowan. Um, Matt Rowan is a high school announcer out of, and I'm sorry for my people, my Oklahomians, uh, if I butcher this name, Sapula, Oklahoma. He's a, he's a local announcer um, that got caught on a hot mic using the F, he used FN N word. Um, as a high school team, this all girls high school team decided to take a knee during last Thursday's basketball game. Um, he, he thought the audio was off because the broadcast was taking a break and he thought and would be right back. Um, and Mr. Rowan decided to, you know, while the national anthem was playing, he wanted to say that they're kneeling. Um, they're kneeling. He said basically F, F them. And then he also said, heck no effing effing and he used the n-word um is what matt matt rowan said 
He later on decided to come back and apologize and said that it was uh, it was due to his diabetes was was to blame and said that during he came during the game that his sugar was spiking and that he was he became disoriented and he often says things that are not appropriate and hurtful as well. That's a lot to unpack right there. Um, So, Mr. Rowan, you're definitely the sports business podcast dummy, big dummy of the day. Um, that's, That's a lot to unpack. So, first of all. I think it's an insult to anyone that has any some some form of pre-diabetic type one diabetes, type two diabetes, or any type of some type of condition where they they have issues, and you want to use that as your your crutch that um, <laughs> you you your your sugar was spiking, and that's the reason why. Um, I actually did a little bit of research, and the high school that actually took the knee, um, what people didn't realize was last Thursday was the one year anniversary of the the slain, the assassination of Breonna Taylor. Um, it was also the same day that the Minnesota uh, police police commission basically settled out of court, gave a settlement to the family of George Floyd, letting them know um, $27 million. Um, so that, that's the reason why they took the knee. Um, had you have known all of this, maybe you would have understood. But the fact that we're still having these conversations with knuckleheads like you and people like you who continue not to not understand why teams and why people choose to take a knee for the flat. Um, and, you know, I don't know what's more disrespectful him to call some people that aren't even 18 years old at the oldest, um, the N word, or are you trying to blame this on your condition? Um, that that's the reason why, um, why he, this man still has a job. I'm not too sure. Um, whoever told him that that should be the reasoning on why he said it, that person needs to be fired. Whoever the county school commission public relations person is, um, needs to be, be removed as well. And Matt Rowan, you need to be removed. You need to be removed. You should never be able to call another basketball game, even at a, um, pop Warner league. You, you shouldn't be allowed to do any of the, any of that ever again. Like you, you should be silenced. Um, there's no coming back from that um, to call some children the n-word just kind of shows me the type of person that you are and also the type of person that we continue to kind of bring out and the fact that you would even say that it was a hot mic moment and you believe that the microphone was off so now that you're saying that the microphone is off you're still that, that it's okay for you to use those type of, use that type of language behind closed doors so the fact that you thought the microphone was off, it was cool for you to say. So regardless if it was on or off, that's the type of language that you like to call um, African-Americans and minorities or basketball teams or anything like that for something that they believe in, which is their First Amendment. Um, right. You know, and hey, you know, if that's that that's what you do, then you just out yourself. And I, I feel bad for um, anybody who does have any of these type of conditions. And now they have uh, pre-existing conditions and now they have to deal with this. So. I'm Mr. Matt Rowan. You're definitely the sports podcast, sports business podcast, big dummy of the day. Um, with that being said, I think this show is about to be, we're going to cut loose. We're going to f- figure out what the Golden State Warriors are going to do right now. It is 54 to 45. The Lakers are up. So um, with one minute and 44 seconds left in the first half, the Warriors definitely got a lot of work to do in the second half, but it's not something that they can't do. And it's not something that they haven't been able to do this whole season. So we'll see what ends up happening. You can catch this podcast uh, weekly. You can also find me on Twitter 
at Sports Business, S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. You can also find me on Instagram at Money Compton. You can also email the show at S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. Once again, you listen to the Sports Business Podcast. I appreciate you taking the time out and kicking it with me because your home, my home is your home, and you're always a guest here. So with that being said, we're out. We'll catch you all next week. Other than that, we out of here. <laughs>